The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In a world that can be challenging, and at times unpredictable, it's hard to find moments to focus on what you need. Join Stephanie James on The Spark as she guides you to use your inner flame to ignite your best life. As a best-selling author, psychotherapist, transformational life coach, and international show host, Stephanie is dedicated to helping you create a life that takes you, your goals, and your passions to the next level, so you can live a life that is fully lit up and fully alive. She believes that your life is meant to be a beautiful expression of the things that light you up. That by living your dreams, you give permission to others to do the same. Are you ready to feel alive and inspired to fuel your dreams and put a fire behind your desires? Let's ignite a spark in one another that will illuminate the world. The Spark with your host, Stephanie James, starts now. Welcome to The Spark. I'm your host, Stephanie James. And we are taking the spark and igniting it. If you've been following us the last five years, you know now the spark has evolved into igniting the spark. So we're hoping that each one of you are able to find that spark, to excavate that spark that's right inside of you. And together, we can help illuminate the world. So I have a special guest with me today. I'm very excited about this interview because it's a little bit different than some of my interviews. I'm excited to talk to Marty Dickinson. He is the business longevity guy and the president of Here Next Year LLC. He's a 25-year business growth agency in Denver, Colorado, and he works with business owners, CEOs, sales agents, and professional speakers as a chaperone to guide them through the maze of marketing, speaking, and writing. He's also the founder of the international, excuse me, of the international weekly virtual event, Speakers Speak Live, where topic experts showcase their speaking content, get feedback for presentation improvement, and exchange speaking opportunities with other speakers. Thrilled to have you here on the show, Marty. Welcome. Great to be with you, Stephanie. And when I said a little bit different is because you have this interesting philosophy that you had shared with me in an email that about making things pivotal, I believe it was, and turning things into profit. 
Talk to me a little bit about what that means. Well, pivotal moments happen whether we want them to or not. <laughs> a lot of times, uh, I always like to start with the health pivotal moment. We all have pivotal moments as we go through life. We get diagnosed with something. We get warning signs. Some of us, we our pivotal moment is when we're falling over and all of a sudden having a heart attack and we're saying, oh, I wish I changed what I did 20 years ago. Why did I wait so long? Well, it took me a long time, both in the mental, physical, financial, and health areas to realize that it's a lot more efficient if you create your own pivotal moments throughout your life than just wait for them to happen. <laughs> well, and so did you have one of these pivotal moments, Marty, in your own life? I've had several pivotal moments. And the one that actually comes to mind, the one that I usually wind up talking about the most is actually when I was in high school. We had a speaker come in who was a former homeless man, and he was a admittedly a recovering heroin addict. And he spoke to the class and he gave a, a real interesting phrase when he said, you can stop multiple times through your life, but you only quit once. So I thought about that. I mean, I was a high school kid. I was a little rebel. I, I, I wasn't quite overboard and like a lot of people do. And I, I wasn't a goody two-shoes kind of guy either. But it did get me thinking that, you know, if you're if you're going in a direction where you're facing things that you don't want to do, like smoking, drinking, drugs, anything in that area, you can stop many times throughout your life, but you truly only quit once. And I really started thinking at that time, gosh, what do I really want to do with my life? Here I am in high school. I never really thought about it before, but that was really the first time that I thought this is a this is an actual moment where I make a decision and I can make a decision to do nothing or I can make a decision to actually framework my life going forward. It, it even it took, I mean, it was not an overnight thing that happened. I had to go through months and years, periods of trials and testing and seeing what you know, where I wanted to go in life and all of that. But as I as I moved through those years, I started more and more to recognize that these pivotal moments were being thrown at me. And it was all about how I reacted to them that would make the difference. And and whether I would go downhill or if I would <laughs> keep increasing and progressing. And that was really the main, the main turning point. I mean, I, you know, the point to all this is not just about my experience. It's that I always like to see if there's a way that I can help people leapfrog. Leapfrog meaning do things faster than it took me. Because it took me a long time to accomplish virtually anything in life or business. And, it, and, and now I know how to do it, right? I'm, I'm in my mid-50s and it seems like everything that I evaluate and I, I take a, 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 a charge at, things work a lot better. I mean, it's not like it's like I uh, am flawless. Nobody's flawless, but I have learned that I need to be intentional and I need to create these moments for myself that say to myself, that put me in the position of really needing to take action and make good decisions. And that's, it's just taken so long for that to do. And I, and I, as I see other people growing through their years and through their business and having challenges, and here we are in a, a weird economic climate, no matter if you think that everything's going great or it's not, 
it's just weird, <laughs> different than it was several years ago and several years before that. There are always challenges, but I, I keep seeing the same things in people where I remember myself before I understood how to manage these pivotal moments. And that's why I'm here today is that I, I really would like to just share what I've learned over the years. And if that helps just one person to say, you know, that getting laid off six months ago, that wasn't such a bad thing. Look at what I, all the things that I have as far as opportunities. And I had a, a spouse that died a couple of months ago. And it was, although it was a traumatic event, I have my future that I can still use all that experience and build forward with. If all of a sudden I have a health condition, how can I use that to look forward to the years that I have left? Because sometimes those health issues are non-reversible. But what can you do to still empower others and live your life to the fullest? I, that, you know, it's, it's all there. It's all dependent on how you face those pivotal moments when they happen. <laughs> Yes. Well, and I love, you know, that thank you for sharing your own story because I do think that it it helps us and and not just being your story, you said everyone's story and how important it is. And when we see an example like with you, Marty, then we're able to say, okay, he went through this himself. He wasn't just born with a silver spoon in his mouth and had it all figured out. He had to go through his own process and challenges. And part of what I'm hearing from you is that that is truly, and some people don't like the word hope, but I, I think it is hopeful and inspiring when we hear these challenges can actually become what moves us forward. They don't have to be the end point for us. They don't have to be where, okay, now I sink into inertia. They can actually be the flame that ignites something for us. Yeah. And, and like I said, it's not overnight. Even, even if you do get used to handling these pivotal moments and moving forward, there's always something that hits you in the gut. I mean, it's the human psyche that requires you go through a, a, a surprise phase. And there might be a morning phase where you're, you're just, you, you need to allow yourself to do that. I mean, it's healthy to accept the shock and to accept the, the emotion that goes along with this major life change that is happening right in the moment, it's what happens then and using all of that to push forward. And I think that's where, that's where I could have easily, in so many circumstances, just ride the, the negative wave and stay there and stay there and just disappear into a trough. Or... I could use that experience and say, now, how can that help me propel in other ways of my life or even a new direction so that I can be even a better person than what I was before that that's what, and make even a, a larger contribution. That's the biggest thing that I've really discovered is if there's any possible way to use a pivotal moment to contribute to others, that's even more fun and more rewarding. I'll give you an example. There, there was a, a conference last month that I, that I went to. And the year before, I went to a banquet. And you were supposed, it was a black tie affair. You're supposed to wear a tux and everything. So I did that. And I hadn't put on my tux since I was at my brother's wedding, like six or seven years before. So I, I put on the tux. Again, this is a year ago, right? I put on the tux and I... I mean, I could not breathe. I I buckled my belt buckle or the or the not the belt buckle, the, the little clasp at the bottom, and 
I mean, I, I really had to suck it in. And when I sat down in a chair, it's like, oh, please don't snap. Please don't snap. <laughs> well, I, I made a determination at that point, again, a pivotal moment, right? That I was going to come back to that conference and put on that same tuxedo. And I was not going to just fit in it, but I was going to actually be able to breathe in it. So I waited a little long. We have the pivotal, pivotal moment, and sometimes this happens. You have, you have these moments, and it takes you a while to really sink your teeth into it. But it was actually two months before the conference, and I finally said, all right, now's the time. I am, I'm going to work out every day, six days a week, and two hours a day, and really jump into this. And I needed some help. Because the first week didn't go very well. <laughs> I, I, six days a week, I, I'm just going to do this. <laughs> so I, what I did was I went to my group on Facebook and I handpicked some people and I said, would you help me and keep me accountable that I actually do this? And they said, well, why don't we just start a little subgroup and every day we'll report what we're doing. So now I have eight of these people. It's been, we're in our third month now. I've lost 18 pounds since that original little group started and every single day, not just six, but seven days a week, we report to each other about what we eat, what, how we exercise. There's no, nobody's paying for this. It's just the small group of people that are holding each other, not accountable, but supporting each other in our wins as well. So that, that's just an example of how a pivotal moment can really make strides for you, but it also requires the support of other people. I, I, that's another thing that I've learned because I was always a loner and I, you know, I'd hit these pivotal moments and I'd share what was going on with my wife. But beyond that, it was clasp city. You know, <laughs> I really didn't share with anybody. But now that I've discovered how important support is of each other, you put those two and two together of a vision that you have, and now you're supporting each other and any pivotal moment that comes your way, if you have that support and you're supporting others in the same process, how can you lose? You can't because everything's going at, at, you know daily, every single day. If it's important enough and you're supporting each other every day, you can't lose. Yeah. You know, I have to tell you as a psychotherapist, so much of what you're saying resonates with me at a deep level. And I, and I want to rewind Marty to make sure that we emphasize some of those points. First of all, when you said, you know, make sure you're feeling your feelings as you're going through these pivotal moments, it's not about ignoring them or negating them. It's about feeling what's there and still having that notion that, you know, this too shall pass and there's something that can come out of this. And I still can expand. And there's a whole realm of possibilities out there that I may not have thought of before. So that's part of what I'm hearing that I think is so important. And then this piece that I, number one, congratulations. That's so exciting about losing 18 pounds and that you're well on your journey with this and the importance of needing other people. You know, here in Colorado, we both live in Colorado and sometimes, and I know this is true when I lived in Wyoming, it's that it can be that kind of pull yourself up by your bootstraps mentality, like rugged individualism. You've got to do it by yourself. And yet we're interdependent beings. That's how we are made. That's, that's who we are. And so we need one another. And when we reach out and have other people there to support us. And then we become, I love this. I, I almost see Marty, this infinity sign of I give out and I get back 
And it's like, we're there to support one another. And that security net or that safety net becomes even stronger. And lastly, I have to tell you, I remember being in high school and, you know, as an angsty teen, um, and I, I'd have to tell you too, I was the rebel in my family. So I love that you are coming but whenever I'd, I'd feel down, mom would say to me, why don't you go volunteer? Why don't you go volunteer at, you know, the, one of the, her places she would say is the, there was a nursing home just up the street from where I lived. And so I would go there and read for people that were blind and talk about what totally flipped my attitude around. Like you're saying, when you're contributing to other people's well-being, life is good. Absolutely. That reminds me of when another pivotal moment was when, let's see, I'm trying to think, I can't remember what year who it was, but it was a lot, maybe 2006 or so, that I got a call from Brian Tracy's manager, event manager, and she was looking for a group of Toastmasters. I was heavily involved in Toastmasters, still am, have been for a long time, obviously, if I'm using that example. And she said, we need 12 volunteers to run the event, to help at the event. So I got 12 volunteers together. I was networked and everything. So we show up at Brian Tracy's event downtown at the Lexmark, uh, at the Adamsmark Hotel, downtown Denver. And they had 2,000 chairs there. The only problem was that another 400 people showed up. We had to bring chairs in from a different, that's how packed this place was. I mean, people were standing in the aisles. Well, they didn't just have us help to manage the seating of the people, which we did. We were involved with that too and welcoming people in. They put us at the product sales table. And I won't say how much we sold, but in the first 20 minutes after Brian Tracy had his first break, half the crowd rushed to the product table. And we are all taking orders like, I mean, just one after another, after another, just lines of people. That was a pivotal moment for me because I was just getting into speaking at the time. And I thought, this actually happens. Look at how much money people are spending at this event. So I, it just opened my eyes. And that's a, a great example of having a pivotal moment that's brought to you that's not always a negative. <laughs> they just kind of threw us into this and trained us, of course, but none of us were expecting that this is what we would be doing at this event. And it was a framework that was presented to me as, a, as one of the many methods of building a business through speaking. But the fact that it happened so early and I got to drive Brian to the airport and chat with him a little bit. I mean, it was just a, a, a real opener for me to what the possibilities in the world could be. So exciting. And you know, this thing about pivotal moments, just saying the word pivotal, I really love that, Marty. I love that term because there's power in the pivot. It's not just a challenging moment where maybe we're stuck in the challenge. It's like an opportunity. It is an opportunity. And it, it's an opportunity that, that needs to be learned sometimes the hard way. And I, I, I hope your audience understands what I'm doing. I'm trying to give examples that are in different areas of, of your life 
as a listener, because I want you to be able to see these similar events in your own life, how you can look to these. And one of those was something that was forced on me. And it was about eight years ago, I got finally diagnosed with hereditary gout. And it scared the heck out of me because for two years, I would have these crazy, I was coaching my daughter's softball team of all things. And I wound up spending most of the summer on crutches because I thought I had loose tendons. I kept injuring my ankle and my knee and I'd be up all night. And then finally at six o'clock in the morning, I'd be so exhausted. I couldn't do anything but sleep because I was in so much pain the night before. And this went on for almost two years before I finally... I finally just caved to the doctor and he said, I think you have had hereditary gout, so we need to do something about this. And, and I, I sought support for the first time. I didn't really know what it was like to be supported because I was always the, you know, I started here next year in 1996 and we, I was always the leader, you know, as a leader, you think that you don't, you can't let yourself be seen as needing support. You think that way as a leader that I have to have everything under control and I'm in charge and all this. Well, I needed to learn what true support was really all about. So I joined a group on Facebook called the Gout Support of America, the Gout Support Group of America. And they have like 50,000 people in this group on Facebook that all are supporting each other. So when it was one o'clock in the morning, I'd have one of, one of my feet in the bathtub as hot as I could stand it. And I'd have my phone in my hand and I would consult with people and I'd get support from them. And then I'd give suggestions, things that worked for me, which at that time wasn't much because I was still <laughs> in pain. But over this period of time, I learned how to be supported. And sometimes for a lot of us, it takes letting people in to be able to do that, to truly confide in other people what you're going through, and then they're able to respond. So it, it was it was them that that really made me start thinking, huh, maybe the only answer for me truly is medication for my particular condition. And then I found we went on our, our on a cruise to uh, you know to the nice warm climate down south. We, we went on a cruise, and I remember that I had a, a gout attack that week. And my family went on a nice excursion and I had to stay on the darn ship. And I was in the hot tub for six hours. And there, again, another pivotal moment practically ruined the entire vacation for me. And that's when I decided I was going to do something different. But it was all in culmination of getting that support, another pivotal moment that happened. And I got my life back. I started speaking again because I was too afraid to get on, on stage and get anything scheduled because I, I'm not going to go on stage on crutches. I'm just here <laughs> across the airport and, and all this. I just in I, pain the whole time. And people do that. People do that. They are my heroes. People that get out on stage and they're not feeling very well and they they have chronic pain. There are there are speakers that do that. It's just amazing. It's just that I didn't feel comfortable doing that, so I just sort of cut everything off. I almost stopped my business entirely until that moment when I started to heal, and it was all because I finally let other people in to support me. Another major pivotal moment. And such a powerful lesson. Well, we need to take a quick break. And when we come back, more Igniting the Spark with Marty Dickinson. Stay tuned.
Human Design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum Human Design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to The Spark. I'm your host, Stephanie James. We're igniting the spark here with Marty Dickinson. We've been having an awesome conversation. And thank you for tuning in. Big shout out to all you listeners and knowing that this conversation is truly going to help you to ignite those sparks within you. We're talking about pivotal moments and the power of the pivot and how it can open up the realm of possibilities in your life. So Marty, you've got a couple books out. Uh, well, you've got nine books out, I believe. Is that right? That's correct. And counting another one and coming in September. <laughs> love that. Well, and so this book are these books lions always win. You said there's one that's for business and one that's for professional speakers. Talk a little bit about these books and the importance of them. Sure. They, they all came about because of a prerequisite that I created for working with new clients. I would always get these phone calls in my marketing agency that we ran for 20 years. I'd get calls from people and they would want us to help with a variety of different things, websites, SEO, Google AdWords back in the day. I mean, all kinds of different social networking. We, we, we would do it all. And I'd ask them, well, how can I help you? Do you have any specific thing that you're looking for? And, and it was amazing how many times people would say, well, I don't really know. I just heard you're the guy to help me go make a million bucks. Take it from here, Marty. Well, no, I, I need you in the process here to help me so that I can help you. Tell me what you want. How many sales do you want? How many leads do you want? How many vacations do you want to take as a result of getting all that new business do you want to stay married or do you want to <laughs> be traveling so much that you're not even going to realize you still have a family? All these questions I would ask people and there would be a silence on the, on the other end of the phone at that time. We couldn't use Zoom as much back then. And that's where it occurred to me that people really don't know what they want. And I'm in the, I was in the same boat. It took me a long time to figure out exactly what I want. And of course, that 
answer is evolving. It will evolve as you age. But I had to come up with a process for this. And I had to start asking people that specific question. What do you want? So over a period of about five years, I asked that question with virtually everybody that I came into contact with, because I was just curious what the answer would be. And so many people would give such a vague answer that essentially it was, I don't know. So my first goal was to figure out how to help people to figure out what they want. And it's okay to want. I don't know. Society has brought us under this cloud that we're not allowed to want things or have a desire or have a dream even or, or just have an aspiration. And I don't know where that came from, but it's just not true. If you want to go start 200 wells in Cambodia. You want to do that. You have to want to do that. Scott Friedman is one of the great speakers of Colorado. He actually does that. There had to come a point where he would say, I really want to make a difference in the world. I want to install wells in Cambodia or Malaysia or wherever he has installed all these amazing water wells around the world. There has to be a desire. How do you formulate that? Well, that's what the book is based on, but it started long before the book because I came out with what was called a pre-flight document. A pre-flight document is like when the, the pilot gets on the plane and he checks the, the, uh, the levers and he checks the engine and the wings and everything. It's the same thing that we used to do when we'd take on a client for any kind of marketing project. We'd go through this process, but really it was answering my question, what do you want? <laughs> and, and by going through this process, which took them a while, I actually had a couple one time that reported to me, they went through the sequence over a whole weekend. It was a husband and wife team that owned a business. And they reported to me on Monday, they sent this back to me finally. And they said, Marty, we need to have another week or so because our business has completely changed direction just because of this process that we walked through from this pre-flight document. And that was the moment that I knew that I had to create a book with this process because so many people don't know what they want. And once they do figure out what they want, then they don't have a sequence to decide what of this process do I want to do? What of this process do I want to contract out and have other people do? What do I want to learn how to do? And what do I know for an absolute fact I never, ever want to have any part of doing? <laughs> so you really need to go through each of those possibilities and then continue with the framework to build the actual implementation plan. That's what was neglecting. So these Lions Always Win books that I have, they're not books that you read. They're books that you do. I suggest that if you get Lions Always Win, which the, the subline of this is how to spot what you want, like a lion, spot what you want in business and life and get it too. So there's, a, there's the getting part. I mean, you know, I have this for listeners to the audio, you can't see, but I have in my wall a picture of a dog. And the dog came from my original book, Winning the Internet Dogfight. Don't try to go get it now because it's way, way out of print. I don't even think you can buy it anymore. I might, I might actually have the last version of it up on my wall here <laughs> in existence. But that came out a long time ago, and we used the picture of the dog as my mascot. So every time I get in front of, of people on stages, I have this three foot poster board with me of a dog. And that dog's name is 
action. I had to put a name to a face. Everybody out there gets on stage and they say, you got to take action, got to take action. I was like, well, who is this action person? I had to put a name to a face. So I I say, remember that face. Next time you find yourself procrastinating, remember that face. And that is the face of action. So people will call me three or four months later and they'll say, well, I I can't remember what you talked about, but you're the guy with the dog, right? Because they remember that. They remember how important it is to take action. Well, the difference with the lions is that it's not, you, you can't expect amazing results by only taking action anymore. It's just too complex. You have to take the right action at the right time and in the right sequence. And that's what lions always win is all about because that's what a lion does, right? They're, they're not fast enough to hunt their dinner. They have to hide and they have to go to a water hole and wait for that amazing wildebeest to come by. (laughs) And they plant themselves in the weeds and then they do a short burst of energy to catch that thing. And then they've, they've, they've won dinner. And that's so important because we've even lost the, the art of winning and how winning is important for us just as human beings. So this reinvites you to think about when you were a kid and you were you were playing kickball at, um, at recess at school and you win the game, right? It doesn't, you don't have to be into sports and a basketball hero to understand winning. You can go back to your childhood and playing tag in the in the at recess. You remember what it was like to win. And that's the same type of of accomplishment that I want people to be able to feel again in this process. So, so just like if you're you're going to go into a gym and you start weightlifting, you don't put 400 pounds on the squat rack and just go out of the gate. You have to work up to it in small pieces. That's exactly what this process allows you to do. Is you're you're learning how to win again. And and if and, and a lion has to win, there you don't have a choice. This dog up here, he can take action all he wants. But, you know, if he misses something, it's fine. He can just keep going. But a lion, they're out, they're out there living in the desert of Africa. So they, they have to win or they're going to be eating tree branches and roots and awful things like that to survive. And they have to feed their pride lions, too. So I just think the times have changed a lot in the past even three years since COVID. And I, I think that the uh, the shift has now been that there are so many things, especially with AI and chat GPT and all these amazing AI tools that are out there, we have to be even more intentional of figuring out exactly what we want and specifically how we're going to get that. And that's what the book walks everybody through. It's a retreat in a box. I want you to go to a coffee shop for like six hours, pick a day, tell your whole family, I, you know, s- Sunday afternoon, I'm out of here. I, you won't be able to reach me. I won't have my cell phone on. I'm going to a mysterious coffee shop you've never heard of before. And you're just going to plant yourself and work through what I call lion charges exercises, but lion charges are more fun. (laughs) So that's what you do is you walk through this. And by the end of the book, you've got your plan for the next year. And that is really what my goal was with both of those books. (laughs) So powerful. Oh my gosh, Marty. You know, one of the things that just strikes me is this book is so great, not just for someone in business, but I think about a lot of my clients who are in transition points in their life. And so maybe they've retired actually. And they're like, what next? What do I just sit around and watch television all day? And we know what happens when we start resigning from life. 
And so it's really about that book just sounds perfect. I can design my life from this point forward. When I really focus, like you said, and, and, and I'm intentional about what I want. And thank you so much for emphasizing that piece. It does feel good to win. There's nothing wrong with that feeling. And there's nothing wrong with wanting. It doesn't mean that we don't want other people to have things. It means it's okay for us to have desires and dreams and to go for those and to really put forth this intention. I love this day retreat with your book. I mean, I'm like, I can't wait to get this book. I'm buying this book right away as soon as I get off this interview. But and, and to, to differentiate too, there, there's a second book, there's a second edition that is just for professional speakers, people wanting to get into professional speaking, and people who are business owners who are wanting to use speaking to build their business. So that one has the same title, Lions Always Win, How to Spot What You Want in Your Professional Speaking Business and life and get it too. Because new speakers will come to me and they'll say, well, I, I really want to get out there and, and get speaking on this topic and share my message and all this. So how many times do you want to be on stage next year? Silence. Again. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. 150? Really? So how many kids do you have? Four. You have a you have a job? Are you working somewhere? Oh, yeah, I have a full-time job. Yeah. So I guess I'll just be able to speak on weekends. I mean, it's just the idea of what our expectations are. Once we do figure out what we want, we forget about the things that we want to bring with that want. So there, there needs to be some mechanism that balances everything together. And I think that's the, the balance issue is what's overlooked. And even, even for those who do know what they want, it's this balance component that's very difficult to master. And there's a solution for that. And how do you do that, Marty, in your own life? How do you find balance in all these things that you're interested in, all these things you're doing, all the ways you're serving? How do you find balance? Well, like I said, it took me a long time to do it. But number one, I'm still married. We've been married for 30, coming up to our 33rd, I better get that number right, our 33rd anniversary <laughs> here at the end of this month. This is August now. So uh, so that has been really important. My wife and I are not only uh, you high school sweethearts, but we are also the best of friends. So we share everything. We're partners in the whole, the whole idea of what both of us want together. I think that's really important to have that kind kind of ongoing support. Um, I think age has to do with it too, because after 20 years running an agency and we had, we had up to 14 people on staff at one point, I just, I don't know, I got older and I didn't want to deal with the HR issues that go with growing a company and scaling. So, I mean, everybody that wants to get in business today, it's not enough to be a million dollar company. Everybody wants to be a $10 million company, right? They don't even listen to you. If you come out with a course and say, make a million bucks. No, 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 that's not good enough. It has to be a $10 million company. Now, now I, now I get it. Yes, I'm, I'll sign up for that course. <laughs> but what people don't realize is that the bigger you get, 
the problems get bigger too when they occur and you need to be the kind of person that is going to be willing to evolve with that or decide if you have other priorities where you'd rather spend your time. As I got older, we scaled to a certain point. I made my decision that I wanted to continue with coaching my kids and staying around here instead of traveling the world. They're all grown now. So here I am on the speaking uh, platform again and reaching out and getting on podcasts and writing more books and building my speaker speak live group. All of those things combined are in alignment with this vision that I have to help other people who are starting a business have that business for years. There is nothing better than to be a business owner for your whole working life. I know a lot of people, they, they want to make start a business and then sell it in two or three years and go live on a beach somewhere. Even if I was on a beach, I'd be starting a new business because it's so much fun. It really is. And to, to get emails from people even a year later to hear how you are instrumental in what they've accomplished is there's nothing better in the world than to get comments like that. I love watching this butterfly effect, so to speak, of, of turning from, from a, having a transformational moment from one point to another is just so fun to watch. And I, I just don't know that there are too many, too many opportunities like that in a traditional line of work for sure, or any other opportunity other than owning a business. So I just think it's a great time to be, to have a business for yourself, but to know where you are in your, in your cycle of life and know what your priorities are. And that's why, I mean, really every six months, you should be going through that process over and over and over again and having benchmarks along the way, being very intentional. That's the important part. Well, you are so motivational and inspirational, Marty, just listening to you. I mean, you are so lit up and it just your passion for what you do shows. I'm just excited about other people that are listening to this show right now, being able to access these resources that you have and how can people find you? Well, lots of different ways. The first way, certainly go get the Lions Always Win book. My main website is herenextyear.com. I just got a, got tired of everybody asking, well, I'd like to hire you, but how do we, How do I know you'll be around for six months? And that was 20, let's see, I thought that happened like 24 years ago or something like that. So basic sales, right? Eliminate the question. Come up with a company name that eliminates the question. You'll do great. <laughs> so you can always go there and contact me there. Look me on, up on LinkedIn. I am a, a big social networker. I, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. If you are a speaker or thinking of getting into the speaking business, I suggest that you go to speakerspeakgroup.com on Facebook and join us. And we're just talking about speaking topics there. You can join us live on Zoom. You need to go to speakers speaklive.com to register to be part of our Wednesday event that we have and people from all over the country and four other countries as well. Uh, those are really the two, the two main pl places that I think everybody should go. Fantastic. Well, Marty, I can't believe that our time is already up. It's gone by so quickly. Thank you so much for all of this wonderful information. For you, if you had to leave an essential message with the audience, what would that be? That this is the best time in history 
to use speaking to build your business. We'll have to have another segment talk just about speaking and how why that is the case, but it truly is. It's the one thing that I've learned over all this time that I've built three businesses, not just one, but you with all these changes in what's happening in the internet, the economy, the world, the one thing that stays true is that your best lead generator is by getting on stages, either virtual or in person. By the time you're done with your talk, you don't even have to be particularly good at speaking. There's always going to be a, a percentage of that audience that is intrigued by you and is thinking, hmm, maybe I should start a conversation with that person. Maybe I'll hire that person for, for some help in their area of expertise. It's really the greatest way to get the word out that you exist and that you're an expert in your field. Marty Dickinson, thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your spark with us. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for having me. Well, and listeners, thank you for tuning in. And remember, Igniting the Spark is still playing the film that really talks to us about how the challenges that we find ourselves facing can become the match point that ignites something within us that becomes our gift to the world. My first film playing right now on Plex Network on the More You channel and my latest book, Becoming Fierce, available at Barnes & Noble and Amazon, wherever you find your books. Thank you so much for being here with us. You have been listening to Igniting the Spark with Stephanie James. Thank you for listening. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe and receive every episode. For more information about this show, my books, films, and events, go to stephaniejames.world and ignite your best life. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.